Welcome to episode 52 of Viking 360. This week's episode we'll call the Coaches Edition. We'll have a sit-down with former Viking head coach and current U-Pike assistant, Evan Faulkner. Also, current Riverside head coach and Jackson County native, Taylor Woods. And former Ripley wrestling coach, Jason Scott. If you love the blue and white like we do, and you like to stay up to date on what's going on around Ripley High School athletics, make sure you subscribe to this podcast and turn on your notifications. This past Thursday night, the Ripley Middle School varsity team won the MVAC uh, tournament and were the champions of that. Pretty cool moment at Ripley Middle. It really was. It was a, simply a great uh, game atmosphere. Uh, the gym was packed, uh, and it was uh, literally sitting room only because you had the, some young uh, midget leg players who were sitting in the end zone uh, at one end of the court. It was really a special occasion. And congratulations to their head coach, Aaron Rhodes, assistant coaches, Ryan Varney, and also Duke Gandy as well. Yeah, they capped a great season, finished up at 16-2. and two. They split with Milton on the season, and they won two out of three against a very good Hurricane Ball Club. Now we have a real short clip of the Vikings being introduced as champions. You can kind of hear the, the environment there that night. Yes, and athletic director Kevin McClung handles the PA announcing. <laughs> Brian, a big week coming up for Viking and Lady Viking basketball, including not one, not two, but three matchups pitting the Vikings and Lady Vikings against the Riverside Warriors. Yeah, it's going to be a crazy week basketball-wise, Rube. It's going to start on Tuesday night with the Lady Vikings, as you mentioning, hosting the Riverside Warriors in town. Uh, and that will be the uh, final regular season game for the Lady Vikings. Uh, they will host them again, pending outcome of the rest of Riverside's uh, games, uh, Lady Riverside Warriors, that is. If they lose uh, tomorrow night, then they will be back in Ripley again on Thursday as part of a Viking Warrior doubleheader, as the Viking boys team will also play the Warriors as part of the MSAC game 20 minutes following the the conclusion of the Lady Vikings and the Lady Warriors. So there will be a quiz on that uh, at the end of this. But uh, also, Rube, the Vikings on Tuesday, they're going to host Hurricane, uh, Hurricane Redskins team in town that uh, boasts a couple of kids that can put the ball in the basket. You have Austin Deering, he's averaging nearly 25 points per game, and Austin Womack, both seniors, Austin Womack averaging nearly 13 points per game. They, however, have struggled on the road this year. They're 0 for 7 in true road games. 
They come in giving up nearly 70 points per game as well. And when you look at Riverside, they're carried through by Javante Elzey. He is averaging 18 points per game. He had 36 points against Parkersburg uh, a couple of weeks ago, a kid that can really fill it up. He's shooting nearly 38% from the floor. They've struggled a little bit this year, but uh, they're getting better. They, they feel like they're, they're gelling a little bit. They're kind of a dangerous team uh, coming into the health center, and they also looking for their first, first true road uh, win of the season. All right, welcome back inside Viking 360. I'm joined now by uh, not only a friend of mine, but a family member of mine, and that would be uh, the new head coach at Riverside High School, Taylor Woods. Taylor, thanks for being with me, buddy. Absolutely. I appreciate the invitation. Always nice to be back uh, having a conversation with somebody that, like you said, is family, but somebody that obviously cares about sports the way you do. So, Well, man, uh, you know, first of all, congratulations on getting the job um, down there at Riverside. I know uh, things kind of haven't quite panned out for you, um, you know, the way that you wanted them to, but it's kind of a rebuilding situation uh, for the Warriors. Talk a little bit about uh, your first year as a head coach down there. Yeah, I mean, like you said, it, obviously we'd like to have some more wins. I mean, that's why everybody gets into the business is to, to win and, and have fun with it. But there's there's bigger than that uh, here. You know, there's the bigger picture. And what I've told the kids all along is wins and losses, those come and go. But when you set the foundation that'll build that, then it'll become more consistent. You know, and that starts with attitude. And we've got a group of kids that have a great attitude. Um, you know, every single practice, we work hard. And none of these kids are taking time off in practice. You know, that every rep counts for them um, in games, even though if you look at the final box score, some of our games haven't been pretty. And I get that. But if you look at quarter by quarter, it's different. You know, we're competing within quarter to quarter to quarter. Uh, there's usually just one quarter that kind of kills us where we don't score enough to keep up with everybody else. And so within that, though, these kids never give up. It doesn't matter if that's the first quarter and we're like St. Albans, the first game of the season. We were down 23 to 2 to open the game, and yet they battled the entire game to try and get back in that. You know, that to me, that's a special team, regardless of what the wins and losses say. A team that never gives up is a team that's hard to beat. Well, tell me a little bit about uh, your coaching style. I know uh, you had to have taken a lot away uh, from your high school head coach. You played at Ravenswood, the great Mick Price, uh, obviously uh, someone that I'm sure you lean on from time to time whenever you need coaching advice. What did, what did you learn from Mick, and, and, and what do you see maybe that he does uh, that spills over into what you do? Well, again, number one is that it's bigger than just wins and losses. You know, as a player, I knew that Coach Price cared for me on and off the court. If I needed something, I could talk to him. And that's something that, number one, I've tried to carry over with uh, my kids. Because like you said, to this day, I'm able to contact him and ask him questions. And even if I weren't coaching, when I was in college, I was able to to reach out to him and ask for help with doing it in English class. You know, what? how many coaches do you know that are helping former players with an English class project in college? You know, that's something to me is special. And that's what I want my players to understand is that when you're my player, I take care of you until the day that I can't. You know, and that's, that's number one is trying to be somebody that these kids can look up to and somebody that will always care for them. Um, number two is, like you said, I, I do take some style from him. Uh, number one is that I love to run. 
I mean, the faster we can play, the better. Um, and if you talk to my kids, they'd probably tell you that I never have fast enough. You know, no matter how hard they want run, I want it one step faster. And, uh, you know, that's that may be a little bit of a downfall, but we'll work through it and that'll be OK at times. But the other aspect of it is I want to develop a program that when we get a lead, it's tough to get it back from us. You know, there's been so many times in Ravenswood's history that when they get a 10 point lead, that's the end of the game because they can run four or five minutes off the clock and then get a layup on you. And at that point, you become defeated just because you're looking at it going, how can I get a, a bucket on them? If they're going to hold the ball for that long and I can't do anything about it, how do we get back in? So trying to instill a lot of discipline with that because there's a, there's a lot of talent here. There's a lot of athleticism in this area that we want to tap into. But the more discipline you can play and the higher basketball IQ you have, the tougher that is to guard. You know, when you become more than just an athlete, it, it, it becomes big. Well, Taylor, let's talk about uh, your players, and in particular, uh, one that really jumps off the page to me, Javante Elzey. Viking fans will remember that name. Uh, he's a senior for you this year, uh, shooting guard, point guard, uh, uh, kind of a lead guard guy now, I guess maybe you would call it, in, in modern basketball. He has been fantastic for you. He's been at 20 or better, I believe, six of your games this year. He had 36 against Parkersburg a few nights back. Uh, 24 in your previous game against Parkersburg South. And uh, he's really, really carrying the load for you offensively. Talk a little bit about him. Yeah, he's been great. I mean, really and truly, he's been a spearhead for us. And there's when I was talking about some of those quarters where we struggled to score, there's a lot of times that he picked up the slack for us. And instead of us scoring two points in a quarter, we picked up 8, 10, 12 because he took it upon himself to make something happen. Um, so he's been great with that. And like you said, he's he's been over 20 several times. I think he's at like 17.9 points per game right now. That's one of the highest averages we've had at Riverside for a couple of years. Um, so that's great to have back. And the biggest thing, too, is it doesn't just happen on the offensive end. On the defensive end, he's locked in at all times. And he has been a vocal leader on that end as well. And, you know, when you're getting your lead guy being that, uh, that can be special. Um, and I think if our chemistry were clicking a little bit better, because a lot of these guys are new with each other, I think you'd see even more results. Because I, I truly believe that he's a, a guy that could be a 20-point scorer because when he catches fire, he's tough to guard. Absolutely. Well, when I look at your roster, uh, Coach, I don't recognize a lot of names on there. So there's been a lot, a lot of roster turnover for you. How challenging has that been um, trying to, as you said, trying to get him to click and get him to play together? Honestly, I think that's cost us in about three or four games where we could have picked up wins. Um, like you said, a lot of names aren't back. Uh, there's two guys in particular that played varsity last year, and that's Jeremiah Mason and Alec Hess. Uh, Alec Hess did not get a whole lot of minutes for us last year. I think he usually played about one or two a quarter, um, and even with that, he didn't get in every quarter. So he's been forced into a bigger role. Jeremiah has actually picked up a lot more minutes for us this year. Uh, he's usually playing around six, seven a, a quarter, and that's big, you know. And not only that, but he's the biggest guy on the court 90% of the time. Uh, so that's been great. But like you said, the problem with that is not a lot of guys are familiar with each other. And so a lot of times somebody makes a drive, we don't know how we're going to react. And so we're trying to figure each other out on the fly. Against Lewis County, uh, we had an eight-point lead with just a couple minutes left and weren't able to hold on because we weren't used to each other, you know. And then uh, against 
Hurricane, we were 32-30 at halftime, and we came out in the third quarter, and again, some of that chemistry flared up, and we lost that one. So there's just been times where when it's clicking, it's been good. We've led GW. We've been right in it with Capital. We've been right in it with Hurricane. We were tied at halftime with Huntington. So the talent is there. It's just an issue of can we all be on the same page all the time? So, Coach, uh, you know, we talk about your team. You're coming to town on the 20th uh, to play the Vikings as part of the MSAC uh, Night of Champions game. This has really turned into quite a rivalry over the years. You're not on the regular season schedule this year, uh, but, man, it has been a dogfight over the years between these two schools. Absolutely. And, you know, as a former player, that's something I enjoy because we've always had that rivalry anyways. That's something that I'm used to going back to high school. Um, So I've really enjoyed being there. The Ripley fans are great. You know, even like I said, going back to high school, your guys fans are great. They're loud. They're in the game. They know how to get into people's heads. And it's just great. But the issue with that is we're not always used to it. You know, we haven't had those type of crowds all the time at Riverside from time to time we do have it, but it's not every year. Um, And so I think that's some adjustment that we've had to make as well. But if you look at what happens on the court, the kids are usually pretty good with themselves. You know I mean? There's not usually a whole lot of technicals. Now we've had a couple here and there, but it's not, it's not bad. Um, I just think it's an issue of making sure that everything stays contained. We have respect for each other. And we're good to go. Coach, it is a great environment. I know uh, you're heading the right direction, man. I know, uh, you know, the brand of basketball that you play makes it fun for the players. It's it's what kids want to play in now. They want to get up and down the floor. They want to shoot threes. The fans will start coming out. The wins will come, Coach. You, you just keep uh, grinding away and doing what you're doing. Uh, I know you're doing it the right way. Uh, super proud of you, man, and I, I really look forward to seeing you on Thursday uh, at the Health Center. Uh, you do understand I won't be rooting for the Vikings, but uh, I'm <laughs> obviously obviously going to be pulling for you as well, man. I'm super proud of you, and I uh, just appreciate you taking the time. Oh, absolutely. I appreciate that. And, you know, even though you'll be pulling for him, I, I guess I can respect that. <laughs> <laughs> Coach Taylor Woods, the Riverside Warriors, thanks again for the time, and we'll see you Thursday night. Absolutely. Thank you very much. And the Lady Vikings stand with a record of 12 wins and 6 losses. They had an exciting win on Saturday afternoon against the John Marshall Monarchs. That game went into overtime. It will be senior night on Tuesday and only one senior on the Lady Viking team and that is none other than Caitlin Sarver. She's had a fantastic career and senior season. She had a 30-point game earlier in the year against Shady Spring and she had 8 Eight three-pointers in a single game. That's a single record for the Lady Vikings, tying uh, Jalen Hunt's record. And Rube, senior night for the boys as well on Thursday night when they host the Riverside Warriors. So it will be a celebration of Viking Hoop seniors this week. Let's get caught up on the U-Pike basketball, which includes former Ripley coach Evan Faulkner and former Viking player Luke Lahue. Welcome back inside Viking 360, joined now by 
a friend of the show, a friend of the Viking program, former Viking head coach, and now you Pike assistant, Evan Faulkner. Evan, thanks for being with me, bud. Always a pleasure. Hey, man, uh, first and foremost, congratulations, the new father. Uh, there's no playbook for that as a coach. I know you're probably searching for a playbook on how to handle things, but just being a dad, uh, uh, first-time dad, uh, there's no playbook, is there, man? You just kind of have to roll with the punches. No, no, that's that's kind of what we were talking about just a minute ago, Brian. You know, we're we're kind of figuring it out as we go. We've managed to make it so far without any major hiccups, and uh, just just trying to you know keep the momentum going, <laughs> so to speak. We're uh, we're we're surviving. We're actually we're getting some sleep. We've we've kind of got a routine going to where little B, as we call her, is getting some sleep at night. So so we're making it, and everything's been fairly smooth sailing so far. I, I told you a minute ago, I hesitate to say that because I know as soon as I do, I'll, I'll jinx what we got going on, but, but we're making you it. put so a basketball far. on her hands yet? Not yet, but uh, uh, mom's trying to get her going on some cheerleading routines. I want to put the, put the block on go. that, but, but we're, uh, we're balancing each other out. Coach, so tell us about you, Pike, man. You guys uh, got off to a really hot start, and then you had some injuries. Uh, we spoke with Luke here a few weeks ago. He talked a lot about the injuries, uh, to the guys that, uh, were around him. And a lot of, a big load was really put on him at that point. Took you a little bit to figure it out. Uh, but you guys really seem to be kind of rounding into form here as, uh, February comes to a close. Yeah, I hope so. I really do. We've, uh, you know, since I've been here, we've been really lucky to not have to deal with any major injuries, uh, up until this year and, and we've been really uh, unlucky uh, a little bit uh, misfortunate to um, have you know two of what we felt like were you know starting caliber players go down with almost season ending injuries we had one who was a freshman uh, that played kind of the four or five force that was was really coming on strong around Christmas time felt like he was really starting to figure it out and he went out with an ACL injury that is you know, ended his year, obviously. And uh, another kid named Xavier Gowana, who's a senior, unfortunately, has missed uh, basically half his season um, and actually played on Saturday night for the first time since before Christmas. He got 13 minutes in, in our win on Saturday. So, you know, seeing him back out there was was a, a, a sight for sore eyes, certainly. And uh, we just got to get him sharpened back up. I think he can really help us down the stretch. But uh, you know, we went three and one in our last four games. We're sitting at 19 and eight. Uh, you know, we're right around middle of the pack in our league, which is, you know, probably the most competitive league in the country at our level. Uh, and, you know, we've got four or five teams in the top 25 and we were sitting just outside the top 25 in, in the last poll. So, you know, we're surviving. Uh, we've got an uphill battle. Certainly uh, we've got a tough road to hoe coming down the stretch. We've got uh, our second place team in the league uh, coming to our place on Saturday, which will be an absolute war. And then we've got a non-conference game left uh, middle of next, uh, the following week. And then we'll finish with Shawnee state at third place who, uh, you know, has been as good as anybody in our league at points this season. Um, so, and always a, a really difficult place to win. So, again, uphill battle, but we've, you know, we've at least played ourselves uh, into some hope and into some life and feel like if we can finish this thing the way we hope we can, uh, you know, we'll be knocking on the door right there come conference tournament time. Hopefully we can, you know, maybe get a game or two there and play our way into the national tournament. Coach, how does the experience of last year and the deep run you guys made uh, into the tournament 
uh, factor into this team's psyche at this point in the season? I know you returned uh, several guys off of last year's team. One that all Viking fans are going to know is Luke Lahue and what a year couple years actually he's had for you guys down there how, how do how do you see your team kind of feeding off of what happened last year uh trying to build some momentum for this year yeah I think the biggest thing that I recognize is just the urgency to try to get back you know it's always uh it's always a challenge to do that we've been really fortunate over the course of the last um you know, seven years, we've been to the national tournament seven straight times. And, you know, for our guys to be sitting in the position they're in, um, you know, partly due to unlucky circumstances, partly due to, you know, us not finishing some games the way we had hoped to finish them. But uh, I, I think they understand the position we're in, our, our, our backs against the wall, so to speak. Um, not necessarily to the point where we're down and out, but to the point to where we know that, you know, uh, we've got to compete with, with an you know, a sense of urgency that maybe we hadn't had to do uh, at this point in the season in the past. So I, I think they recognize that. Uh, obviously, uh, multiple times during last year where we went through some of the same things, uh, you know, we finished 25 and 8, but, uh, you know, down the stretch last year, we were really, really good and found a way to win some games that, um, you know, were challenging and difficult. So, uh, it's not like we we haven't been here before or at least faced some similar circumstances. We just uh, are in a position where, you know, we have to play really well down the stretch. We have to prepare the right, right way. We have to, you know, um, practice the right way and, and just figure out how to give ourselves a chance. Coach, as time ticks away on uh, your player-coach relationship with uh, everyone we all know, Luke Lahue, uh talk a little bit about him personally and professionally. Uh, my interviews with him over the years, you can really, he's a man now, uh, interview, interviewing yeah. him when he was at Ripley high school, he was just a fun loving young kid and he's still that same fun loving guy, but you can see the maturity in him. You can, can, can kind of feel the finality of what he faces in his career, uh, whether it be him go play overseas or him, maybe go play baseball or just get into to the, his business career or whatever the case may be. But he—it's got to be fun for you to, to watch that. I mean, he—he's—he's—he's uh, he's, he's quite a quite a fun guy, and he's just a, as good a kid as you'll come across. Yeah, I think the thing that we're all most proud of is he's—you know—he's going to graduate. Uh, he's going to do that with an accounting degree, which here is very challenging. He's uh, met those challenges academically head on, and you know, never missed a beat. Uh, certainly, that's what we're most proud of. Um, but just to watch him kind of navigate the adversity that we've faced this year, which has put, you know, even more of a burden on his shoulders to, uh, you know, rise to the occasion when it comes time to play the games uh, has been, uh, you know, at times you, you feel for him because there's so much pressure on him to conf to perform. But, you know, when you just see him step up to the plate and, and accept those challenges and, uh, you know, all the time, be a great teammate, be unbelievably coachable, um, you know, just just do everything you ask him to do or at least give it his best effort to, to, to try to do those things. It's, you know, we, we just – we talk all the time. We wish we could have 15 Luke Lahues in our program. No you know, if we could scatter those out again amongst, you know, different positions and, you know, you're competing for a national championship every year. He's a winner in every sense of the word. He, he is a phenomenal kid, and he has set himself, set himself up for – you know, success far beyond any 
athletic playing field that he decides to compete in. And he'll have multiple options once the season's over. I think he'll have options to play basketball professionally if he wants to try to pursue that. Uh, I'm sure that, uh, you know, our baseball team would be thrilled to have him uh, for a year if, if that's something that he decides he would like to pursue. And then, you know, he's got graduate school. He's got profession, uh, you know, moving on to the professional world. He's got, uh, you know, countless options. Uh, and, and that's a credit to the way that he has, you know, taken care of his business over the course of the last four years. So, Coach, there's uh, some news broke. I think the last time before I talked to you, between the time I talked to Luke, that – uh, I believe your head coach uh, is stepping down at the end of the season. Uh, emotionally, how does that feel for you? And what, where does that leave you uh, with a job? Well, I mean, to say it's been an honor just to work for, for Kelly Wells would be an understatement. I mean, he is um, as good as it gets. Uh, and it's hard for me to put into words, uh, you know, what it's meant to me to to be able to work for him i mean he's one of two people in kentucky basketball history that has won a kentucky high school state championship and has won a national championship at the collegiate level uh so it's just i mean you could talk about all the accomplishments that he's had we've won 25 straight games for seven straight years we've won seven or we've been to the seven straight national tournaments uh, we've won three of the last six conference championships. He won a national championship in 2011. I mean, the guy from a coaching perspective is, you know, a legend. I mean, that's that's the best way I could – that's the best way I could describe it. Um, but, you know, beside that, I mean, I, I commend him for, for doing what he's doing because, you know, he's taken on two full-time roles here with our athletic department. He's now our full-time athletic director, and he's trying to balance that with being the head basketball coach as well as trying to find time for his family, which, you know, he an unbelievable family man, an unbelievable father and husband. And, uh, you know, it just – for him, it, it became time to – you know, prioritize some things. And he's got big visions for our athletic department. He's already got a brand new uh, practice facility built for our football team. He's got an indoor hitting facility built for our uh, baseball and softball teams. So, uh, you know, from a facility standpoint, he's got uh, some things done already and they've already announced uh, plans for a uh, brand new athletic complex. And, And we'll see, you know, at what point that starts to really take shape. But, uh, you know, there's some big plans and a big vision from him to lead our athletic department, uh, you know, past where it's been. And, and uh, you know, he's not going to do anything halfway or be on the fence about anything. He's going to lead our athletic department the same way he's led our basketball program. And I know that, uh, you know, the future is bright for, uh, on, on that front. But as far as the job front goes, uh, you know, it, it's going to be – uh, announced soon that our associate head coach will be taking over. He's been here for 10 years uh, with Coach Wells and has done an unbelievable job, has recruited most of the players here into our program. Uh, you know, he's just had his fingerprints on a little bit of everything. He's He does a lot of the stuff behind the scenes logistically with the administrative work. Um, obviously, he's coaching on the floor and doing scouts and all those different kinds of things. But uh, I look forward to supporting him. I think he's going to do a great job. My plan is to you know, be here with him next year. And hopefully we can keep this thing headed in the right direction. And just, uh, you know, I think if we can just find a piece of the success that we've had under Coach Wells, then, then that'll be a that'll be a home run for Well, us. Coach, uh, I know we just had you for a couple of years in the Viking uh, program. But, man, you're always going to be one of us. And uh, we're, we're just really proud of you. We, we follow you. We try to keep uh, track of what's going on with you. And uh, 
we hope that you feel the same way about us, man, and, and we wish you nothing but the best. Absolutely. Uh, always, always look back on my time at Ripley fondly, and always great to catch up with you guys. And just uh, uh, been a blessing to have a little piece of Ripley here with us and Luke, and, and hopefully we can finish this strength thing strong and, and send him out on a high note. Absolutely. Hopefully we can do an interview uh, after the national championship with both of you and, and talk about uh, making that big accomplishment together, Coach. Go yep. uh, enjoy some time with your family, man. Enjoy that uh, new little bundle of joy uh, that uh, you've been blessed with. And, uh, man, we just look forward to talking to you soon. Appreciate you, Brian. Ripley High School will be sending six wrestlers to the state wrestling tournament this week at uh, Huntington. The uh, qualifiers include regional champions Austin Bogus at 195 and Matt Moore, the uh, Viking heavyweight. Second place finishers in the region include Brett Haskins at 120 pounds and Luke Miller at 132. Fourth place qualifiers included Nate Cox at 113 pounds and Andrew Manley at 220 pounds. Ripley has had 26 state champions in school history, including Matt Smith, which won a state who won a state championship uh, back in 2002. And Mike Rubin had a conversation with a guy who knows a lot about leading this Viking wrestling program. That's former coach Jason Scott. He was the coach at Ripley High School Wrestling for several years and won several regional championships and coached several West Virginia State champions. We welcome to Viking 360, Jason Scott. Jason, thanks for joining me. Thank you, Mike. I love hearing your voice, and uh, thank you for asking me to be a part of this. Well, let's, let's start uh, by talking about the regional. The, the exciting time in high school wrestling is coming up, and what was it like for you as a coach uh, to get ready to compete in the regional tournament? Oh, man, I think um, regionals also always you know comes with a little bit of excitement and stress. I remember one of the biggest things uh, was just trying to make sure my team was healthy by that time of the year. Um, early on when I was a young coach, um, the first few years we tried to push the kids so hard going into regionals and uh, then as the as I got older, a little more mature, we wanted to just make sure that they were getting enough rest and uh, ready to compete at their highest level. Uh, and um, yeah, just knowing that we were going into that regional and uh, recognizing that we wanted to get as many people through as possible uh, was always exciting. And so just firing the boys up, uh, making them believe in themselves and the uh, work they put in throughout the whole year uh, was enough to, to give them the confidence. You know, that was that was kind of a lot of it was just our focus and kind of our health. And so, yeah, regionals was always an exciting time. Um for me as a coach, and I know for the boys. And Jason, uh, you as a coach, you were fortunate enough to have teams that brought home uh, multiple regional championship trophies. Those had to be exciting times to uh, line up for that team picture at the end of the regional tournament with all of the guys going to the States and holding that regional championship plaque. Absolutely. Um, I know that we won five in a row um, while I was there, and every one of those was exciting in its own way. Um, just to see the boys, you know, excited and smiling and their families uh, fired up to win that championship, that was always important to us uh, to, to make that a goal of the year, to continue that streak. 
and uh, every year to see them do that uh, obviously gave them more confidence and uh, helped me as a coach to just build up on that for the coming week into the state tournament. So yeah, um, that isn't it. That those are great. <laughs> those are great, great memories to think of um, those kids being able to hold those trophies and and uh, celebrate those championships. And Ripley High in its history has crowned uh, 26 state champions, and you were fortunate enough to have six of those during your tenure here. Uh, that is a great atmosphere that they have down in Huntington for that state wrestling tournament. What was that like? Man, that that uh, that week, every year, it was um, for me, it was kind of a learning process of how to keep the kids focused in that environment. Um, how to get the kids ready for that environment. We tried different things each year, um, but uh, I think, uh, yeah, it, it was just exciting. We we did have, you know, when I was there, we had six state champs, and um, each one of those kids won it in their own way from, from, from Mitch Smith to Logan Martin and uh, Bicek and uh, Hicks and, I mean, just all of the different state champions that I was fortunate enough to coach. Uh, they made it very exciting for me. And I would say, though, um, on top of those state championships, all the other state placers and the last year that I coached, us finishing runner-up as a team. That was uh, with my new son, Ashby, who was like a, a year old. That was a, a really, really fun, fun time to be down there. Um, but, yeah, the state, the state tournament week, working up to it, again, keeping the kids healthy, keeping them focused. Uh, keeping them excited because uh, wrestling is a is a is a special sport that uh, is so demanding um, from the time you start early in November uh, to the end of February and uh, just just kids any any of the boys that uh, step on the mat and attempt to uh, to, to, to 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 compete in the sport um, when it comes time at the end of February. Um, it's special for them, it's special for their parents and coaches, and uh, it's just a good time, yeah. And you touched upon uh, your son at the time, but your family is uh, is a growing one, so bring us up to date on your family and what you are doing now. Yeah, so I now have three children. Um, we uh, live in Knoxville, Tennessee. I have a son who is, uh, his name's Ashby, named him after my grandfather. He's 10 years old, I have a little girl. Um, who is uh, her name is JC and a another little boy named Jameson who thinks he's Spider-Man he is the, the funniest little kid um, likes the UFC fight none of them are wrestling or anything yet my oldest son plays soccer and he competes on a highly competitive program down here in Knoxville and um, since since um, leaving Ripley which uh, leaving the program there and coaching there which was some of the most special times in my life um, and where I, the times kind of when I met my wife and everything too, it's, uh, those were such, such great times, love Ripley. Um, but since, since leaving there, we've lived in Mount Sterling, Kentucky, where, um, I, I went into ministry and we moved there and we planted a church there and grew it and had a lot of fun there. And then we now, and then three and a half years later, uh, we moved to Knoxville, Tennessee, where I'm the lead pastor of a church down here called Knoxville First Church. And um, we just love, we, are, we love Tennessee, but obviously miss miss our families and miss the people of West Virginia at the same time. So yeah, that's kind of, that's kind of what's going on with us. <laughs> 
That's great. Um, Coach, thank you very much for taking some time to, to bring us up to date on the life and times of one Jason Scott. Thank you so much, Mike. I love you, sir, and uh, thankful for what you were in my life during that time, too. That'll do it for Episode 52 of Viking 360, and as always, thank you so much for listening. Until next time, we'll see you around. Remember, for all the news on the blue, go anywhere you can find podcasts, search Viking 360, hit the subscribe button, and turn on your notifications.